impact, income, and influence. It's the three things that are most important to entrepreneurs today, and that's what this podcast is all about. If you're a coach, consultant, author, blogger, YouTuber, creator, or entrepreneur who believes what they do can change the world, this podcast is dedicated to you. I'm Steve Warner, and welcome to Impact, Income, and Influence. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one place for leverage on the internet and on podcasts. Today, we are joined by Shania. Shania is a YouTube expert, but she actually left her job as a YouTube police to become someone who helps people tell their story and connect through video and get out of the friend zone. I love that tagline. So welcome to the show. Tell us how all this started for you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So as you mentioned, I was the YouTube police. I got my first job out of university. I thought it was my dream company. Um, I loved absolutely everything they did. And so I was super excited to start working for them. And the job I was doing was incredibly boring. Like, to be honest, I was that person who, when you're searching on YouTube and you see that like kind of pop up that says this video is not available in your country. That was my job. And that's what I did for eight hours every single day. And I just felt so restricted with what I was allowed to do and the type of projects that I was allowed to work on that I just felt like I was, I had wasted four years of my life at university to do this job that I hated so much. And so I have always wanted to be an entrepreneur and kind of be my own boss because my, my mom grew up um, with her own small business. And I just loved her, how much freedom she had with her time and her location and stuff. Um, so I started learning about the online coaching space and coming from a marketing background, it just seemed very natural to kind of take all of that knowledge and bring it into my own business. So I want to know, like, how long did it take working at YouTube? Did you like show up day one and you're like, this is awesome. I'm here. And then like, how, how, what was the timeline? Like, how long were you there before you were just like, this sucks? Um, probably a week, like immediately the very first thing I was working on, I was like looking at spreadsheets for the entire day. And I was like, I don't need to use my brain for this. Like, why am I here? That totally makes sense. I mean, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people that are in the space, like that's, they had that moment, right? They're like, why am I doing this? I could do it so much better. I could do something. And like, that's the moment where we like stand up and we raise our hand. So how long did it take you to quit? So it actually took me a lot longer than I thought it would take. Originally, I wanted to be there for like three to six months and then find something else. Um, but I think also because I was probably new in the field and I didn't really have a lot of like confidence or like know how to talk about my knowledge. And so I was applying for jobs for maybe six months, kind of on and off. And I still didn't get any interviews or I didn't get, um, I didn't get a new position. And so I stayed at that YouTube policing job for probably a year and a half, like close to two years before I was able to um, start working with a startup company. And then around that time, I also started to take my business more seriously. So, okay, let's talk about, cause that's, I mean, I feel like there are a lot of people who are in that position there, right? I hate my job. I'm going to quit. I'm going to do, I'm going to be a coach. It's going to be awesome. And then they like never get like, take the step, yeah. right? So you stepped out on your own. Let's talk a little bit about your journey at the very beginning. Like, 
how did you start? What did you, did you like, did you put yourself online? You obviously have a marketing background, so you knew a little bit about it. Um, take us through like, what, what were the first like two to six months? It was a lot of fear. Honestly, it was a, a lot of self-doubt. Like I think with coming from a nine to five and like transitioning into entrepreneurship, it's a completely different mindset shift that you have to make. And because I was so conditioned to believe that the nine to five is the only route that's available out there for um, like after university, I was so stuck in that mindset that everything needed to be perfect and everything needed to be streamlined before I could really move forward. How so. How did oh, you ahead. overcome that? Because that's, I hear, I've definitely heard that. I want everything in neat rows and like all laid out and I want to know what's going to happen. How did you beat the fear and like the OCD-ness of, I need a streamlined like roadmap system? Yeah, so I have always kind of like told a bunch of people about like what I wanted to do and like the projects that I was working on. And I think part of it is because I just wanted to like keep people updated with what I'm doing. But then deep down, it was also to kind of help them keep me accountable. So back in around August 2019 is when I had the idea to start my business. And so I was telling all my friends about how I wanted to quit my job and like be, be my own boss, basically. And so then from there, I started taking a course to kind of give me the foundations and kind of build up um, that momentum a little bit. And then in December, I still hadn't even created an Instagram account. And so at this point, it had been about like six months of me telling people I was going to start, but no action or like no product to kind of support that idea. So eventually in January, 2020, my boyfriend was like, okay, you've been talking about this for so long, but like, where is it? And so kind of having someone remind me that this was a huge goal for me really helped me get going and kind of stop thinking that everything needed to be perfect and just start taking messy action. Good. That's, I mean, that is taking <laughs> messy action is where you start to, I mean, as soon as you start taking action, the plan changes anyway. What I always tell people is you can have the best, like well thought out 80 page business plan, but the minute you take step one, the whole plan's going to change. So you just need, I'm a big fan of the one page like five sentence business plan. This is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. This is step number one. Yeah, um, exactly. And I feel like, especially with the coaching industry, like you don't really understand what it is you want to do until you actually start doing it. And until you actually start working with people. So even like where my business started back in January, 2020 is like completely different from where it is now. So definitely a fan of taking messy action and just getting started as fast as you can. So I want to hear, like you said, your mom, owned her own small business. So were they supportive or were they like, oh, take a nine to five, you went to university? Like, how did that conversation go? Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually still in a nine to five right now. I'm, I'm building my business on the side until it can get to a point where it's, it's pretty like financially stable and stuff. Um, and so with my parents, I don't actually know if they really understand what it is I do um, just because it is like so it's so much of it is like based in the online space. I'm not sure if they really understand like how that operates and stuff. Um, but they're, they're super supportive of it. They love that I'm able to still use some of my degree knowledge, um, into building this business. But I think for them, they always have that kind of fear that I'm not going to be able to support myself until they start to see that my business is like really taking off. Well, that's, I mean, that is fair. Yeah. Um, and I mean, honestly, kudos to you for doing a nine to five and doing a business like there, I, 
I quit my job. I moved to Las Vegas to found my business and I fell flat on my face. Um, I had to depend on friends, live in their spare bedroom and like work my ass off to get successful. And I don't recommend that for anyone. I always, I tell people like, at least get to the point where your business, your side hustle is supporting 80% of your income. Like if you're making hundred K a year in your job, get your side hustle to 70 or 80 K before you go out. Cause most people I don't think can handle the stress. Yeah, um, definitely. It's, it's a big, big thing. So let's talk a little bit about what you do. So you, when your business started till now, what kind of iterations has it gone through and what have you found is really helpful to people and what do you enjoy doing for them? Talk to me a yeah. little bit about that. Cause I know we're, we're talking about like YouTube and story and video and Instagram. So I'll let you kind of take it from there. Yeah. So I love YouTube. Obviously I was working at a company there. Um, and I, I had a mini YouTube career back when I was younger. And so I always loved being on video and just kind of, I don't know, it felt very liberating, um, creatively and also just like energetically being able to do whatever I wanted on video basically. Um, but I'm also a huge introvert. And so the two, the two don't really go hand in hand very well with each other. And so when my, uh, colleagues and like, even my friends or family would watch my videos, there would always kind of be a disconnect for them because in person I'm super quiet, but on these videos, I was very outgoing. And so as I was like starting to kind of get into like the coaching space, I started realizing that a lot of people, whether they're introverts or extroverts, also have that same fear of being on camera. And for a lot of them, that was kind of the, the thing that was holding them back from, from getting visible and like attracting their ideal clients was that they weren't really showing up on video. So that's kind of where my business started. And for the longest time, I was really focusing on helping people build their confidence to show up on video and how to kind of bring their personality into their business. And then over maybe the, the last few months, I did another round of some market research as I was revamping my one-on-one -on -one program. And I kind of noticed that a lot of the people that I was talking to, kind of like the bigger pain point for them was that they were struggling to sign clients. And it was because they weren't building their authority or like showing up in a way that positioned themselves as the go-to expert in their niche. And so now I've kind of shifted my business a little bit more um, where I'm still helping people show up on video, but now I'm helping them use video to build that authority um, and to stand out from their competitors so that they can be seen as like the expert in their ideal client's eyes. So that, I think that is key, right? Like first it's being comfortable. Um, so many people never do video. Like they even have a hard time just posting on social media, then alone doing a video or putting themselves on YouTube. But then when they do, they're too worried about being somebody's friend as opposed to, I need to be the authority in the niche because establishing mm -hmm. authority is really where sales come from. If you don't want to, I want people to hear this. If you don't want to be pushy in your sales, then you have to be the authority because authority, you'll automatically attract people and people just ask to work with you, uh, which is exactly what you want. So let me, let me ask you, like, I think we touched on the biggest, the probably the biggest mistake that you saw people making or the biggest struggle was they weren't establishing authority at all. So I want to know how were they misstepping and how do you help people? Like when you start working with somebody, if they're like, okay, I'm okay with doing video. Is it a script that they need to use? Is it a testimonial? Is it something that they need to say? What are some of the biggest mistakes and how do you remedy them for people? Yeah. So I think 
one of the biggest mistakes that people make with whether it's showing up on video or just like starting their business is that they're scared of what their peers or their family are going to think of them. And I know for me personally, I also had this huge fear that my friends and family were going to watch my Instagram stories and just think that I was trying to be a wannabe influencer. And so for the longest time, that really stopped me from showing up and it really affected like how I was showing up. And like, you could tell that I didn't look confident and that I was super awkward and uncomfortable because this thought was always running in the back of my mind. And so I think with a lot of like new coaches, as you're starting your business, you really have to work on your mindset and you have to figure out where these limiting beliefs are stemming from. So for me, it was stemming from um, wanting to kind of project this perfect version of myself online so that people wouldn't make fun of me. And one of the biggest shifts that I realized was that as hard as I try to like craft this narrative around who I am and um, impact people's perceptions of me, I can't change their opinions and I can't change their preferences. And if they don't like like how I'm showing up or the energy that I'm putting out there, there's nothing that I can do that's going to change that. So I would say for everybody who's struggling with showing up on video, this is definitely probably a super common um, fear that's holding a lot of people back. So really trying to understand like where that fear is stemming from and how you can overcome it is super important. Well, that's, I, I think you're, you're a hundred percent correct. Uh, I remember a couple, probably four years ago, there was this lady that I met at an event and she wanted, she was so scared to do Facebook lives. She would do 15 takes of a video. She just kept redoing the same video over and over and over on her phone because she wanted it to be perfect. And then she would use a third-party service to make it look like a Facebook live. And she would be on there to answer people's comments. And my thing to her was I, I taught chiropractors video at the time. Um, I was helping them do Facebook lives. This was 2017. I was like, why don't you just go live? People will feel way more in rapport with you if they see you make a mistake, if they see you do something wrong, because they know that you're human. The second thing is when you are who you are, like you, like you said, like you weren't showing up confident. You were probably like a little bit meek and like you were speaking differently because you were trying to be something fake. The universe doesn't reward that. Everybody knows that you're trying to be fake. But when you just say, this is who I am and this is what I do. And I don't care whether you like it or not. One, people appreciate that because you're being authentic and transparent. And two, the universe is like, cool, that's who you are. If that's who you are, then we'll reward you. Now it does test you a little bit at times too, but that's part of the process. So what happened when you started just being yourself and being who you are? People started noticing. People started noticing that my confidence was skyrocketing. Um, I started building like more genuine relationships with people because we like I started talking about my life outside of my business. And a lot of people really connected with the fact that like it, it was snowing here in April or that I like some of my hobbies are like the things that I like cooking. And so being able to like build those genuine relationships definitely impacted my business because now I had like a pool of like warm leads to go off of instead of, you know, trying to put like this robotic front up and then having absolutely nobody relating to that. You, you definitely don't look like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, I think, I mean, that's something that's like the side benefit. If you do attract people when you're being robotic and fake, the chances are you're going to hate working with them. Yeah, definitely. They came to you because they want an outcome. They don't, they don't know, like, and trust you. They're not working with you because you're the person. They're throwing money at everything. 
But when you stand up and say, this is who I am, and you're polarizing, and you don't have to be Donald Trump polarizing, you just have to be like, this is what I like. This is who I am. This is the way that I talk. This is the way that I do things. Versus like vanilla and like fake, the people that you attract, like you just said, your warm leads, they want to work with you. They trust you. They're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. They're going to be your best clients, which is really what you want to attract at the end of the day. So tell me a little bit about success stories. Like what are some of the people that you've worked with? What have you helped them do? And what are some of the outcomes that they're getting? Yeah. So I started working with, um, one of my first clients was like a personal trainer and he is like super knowledgeable about what he does. But when the pandemic hit, he had to shift a lot of his business onto, um, like online and virtual coaching. And it was just completely new territory for him because he didn't really understand how to market himself or why it was so important for him to build his credibility online when he already had a lot of credibility established from, um, like the specific gym that he was working at. So one of the things that we really worked on together was how to position himself as not only just a fitness coach, but we even niche down a little bit further. And um, he started focusing on helping like recently injured athletes kind of rehab and get back into um, like the their top performing state that they were in before their injury. So that was one of the things that we really uh, focused on. And before, when he was working at the gym, you know, he had a very small pool of people that he was able to work with because they were all local. And so he was probably making around, I don't know, maybe like 1K to 2K months. Um, But then when he came online, he was able to target people who were all across the country, um, some even all across North America. And he was able to go from 1 to 2K months to 7 to 10K months consistently. And it was honestly all because he started showing up online more. But also he started building his authority and started creating content that was attracting his ideal clients and was positioning them as the go-to fitness coach to work with. Awesome. So I want to ask a question because I think people there listening, they're like, well, yeah, that works for a fitness coach or that works for a guy who has a huge audience. Well, I mean, you said when he started, he just had the people at the gym. What was his audience size when he started? And is this mostly through Facebook or YouTube? This was actually entirely on Instagram. Um, His audience size when he started was probably 400 people. Like he had 400 followers, but they were all like his, his friends and like his family. And so they weren't necessarily his ideal clients to begin with. And so we, we worked together a couple of years, maybe at the beginning of last year. Um, But now his audience is at like 900 followers, but I mean, it's not a huge number, but, you know, numbers aren't always everything and they're not really the metric to go off of. And so even though he's really only increased his followers by like a couple hundred, he was almost able to eight times his revenue because he was able to specifically target the people who were going to invest in his services. So that's that is exactly what I wanted to call out. That's the key point. Um, If you haven't read A Thousand True Fans, have you read A Thousand True Fans? Yes. I mean, that is. I I preach this, like if you've listened to the podcast forever, you know that I bring this up like every other episode. It is the key thing that will grow your business. It is not about having this big, crazy, massive reach. That helps, sure, but you don't have to be there to start. Start with a few hundred, and if you're putting the right people on the call with you, in the room with you, on your Instagram account, they will buy from you. And you can, I mean, seven to 10K months, I think everybody is pretty happy. 
Yeah, exactly. Started that is a pretty solid revenue coming in. So talk to me a little bit. You said that he did this all on Instagram. I know you have an amazing little like mini course slash template for people of how to tell their story on Instagram. Tell us a little bit about it and where they can get it. Yeah. So one of the biggest problems that I've noticed with new coaches is that they don't sell their offer enough. And the reason that they're not selling enough is because they think that they're going to be too pushy or like too salesy um, when they're talking about their offer. And again, the reason they think they're going to be pushy and salesy is because they don't have a solid strategy behind it. And when you don't have a strategy and you're going into things blind, you're going to feel like zero confidence behind you. And you're just, you're not going to really know how to approach it. So I've kind of created this roadmap or a script on how you can talk about your services on Instagram so that you can effectively communicate the value of what you do and who the offer is for. And so in the script, there's about three to four um, different scripts that you can kind of cycle through that works to build your authority and also offers you an opportunity to pitch your services at the end and also on how to um, kind of communicate like what it is that you do in a way that builds urgency and helps your ideal clients realize that they have a problem that they need solving. Awesome. And where can they grab this template? Yeah, you can find this template in the show notes for this episode. Um, or if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at shaniaclark.co and it's just there in my bio too. Awesome. That is perfect. Um, I think you, I mean, you and I are very aligned on what attracts people and how you should interact with people. Um, it's really not about list size. It's just about connecting with the right people, putting yourself out there, showing up with confidence, certainty, some clarity. That's what people want at the end of the day. Yeah, so, exactly. I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and your knowledge. Is there anything you would tell somebody listening if they're like, I don't know if I should do video. I don't know how to stand out. I've been trying this coaching thing for a couple of years. It's not working all that well. If you could sum everything up into one or two sentences, what would it be? Oh my gosh, there's so much I could say. Um, I know this sounds cliche, but it's a journey. Um I feel like you have to really, like when we think of success, we think of like, we are on one side and then success is like in the middle or something like that. Um, but I think the way it should be kind of uh, represented is we start at one end in the middle, there's like this huge gray pit where it feels like we're drowning and it feels like we're just so overcome with doubt. And then on the other side of that is success. And so you really have to work through that pit of despair and frustration in order to get out on the other side. But sometimes people's, um, people's struggles are longer than others. Sometimes it's shorter, but no matter what, on the other side of that is success. So what I would say to people who are just getting started and who are feeling frustrated or like nothing is happening for them fast enough, I would say to not quit and just keep going because success is going to happen to you one way or another. Awesome. Shania, thank you so much for coming on to everybody else out there. Until next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon. Nothing has the ability to grow your business more than a powerful one-to-many sales presentation. If you're looking to scale your business, get your message out to more people, and close more sales in an easy and straightforward manner, head over to deathtobadwebinars.com and grab your free course today. Thanks for tuning into the show and we'll see you next time.